British Israel Church of God presents The Watchman Program The Watchman says Watch World News Watch Europe Watch China Watch Middle East The Watchman unlocks all Bible prophecy From the past, the present And the world to come And now Evangelist and commentator Peter Salemi Greetings again, everyone. This is Peter Salemi, and welcome to the Watchman program, sponsored to you by the British Israel Church of God. Jesus Christ of Nazareth said that he would come again, that he would come to set up the kingdom of God. And that was the promise, that was the gospel that Jesus Christ brought from his Father to this earth to preach and teach the message of the coming kingdom of God. Yet there is one little tiny detail that most people have forgotten when it came to the message of the kingdom of God. And that little tiny detail is the throne of David. You know, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, God, his father, is going to give him the throne of his father David. In Luke, the first chapter, verse 32, it says, He, meaning Christ, shall be great and shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father, David. Well, that means that there is an existing throne on this earth. The throne of David. Where is that throne? Here in Isaiah, the ninth chapter, here is another prophecy proving that there is going to be a throne of David, and Jesus Christ is going to sit on that throne and rule the kingdom of God from that throne in Isaiah the ninth chapter in verse 6 unto us a son is born a child is born unto us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called wonderful counselor the mighty God those are divine names because Jesus Christ is God the everlasting father or father of eternity as it should read the prince of peace of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it, to establish it with judgment and with justice. From henceforth, even forever, the zeal of the eternal shall perform this. So here we have another scripture showing that Jesus Christ is going to rule and reign upon the throne of David. An existing throne. He's not going to come back to a throne that doesn't exist. Now, for all we know, the throne of David is recorded in the Bible right up to the time of Zedekiah. And God told Jeremiah that his commission would be to pull down, to destroy, to root out the throne of David. But most people forget the second part of Jeremiah's commission, which I will get to later on in the program. But let's go to some other scriptures to show that this throne of David is to exist and to be on this earth for all eternity. In 2 Samuel, the 7th chapter, here is a prophecy by the prophet Nathan that he gave to David and to his house, meaning his family. It says in verse 12 of 2 Samuel 7, when thy days be fulfilled, and you shall sleep with your fathers. David is not up in heaven. David is asleep in a grave, awaiting the resurrection, as Acts 
the second chapter, verse 34, says that David has not ascended up into the heavens, but he is asleep with his fathers. And I will set up thy seed, or his descendants, after thee, which shall proceed out of thy bowels, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build an house for my name. I will establish the throne of his kingdom for ever. And I will be his father, and he shall be my son. If he commit iniquity. Notice, it is not speaking of Christ, because Christ has no sin. And, of course, in his current condition of being God, he cannot sin, because it's impossible for God to sin. So this cannot be speaking of Christ. It is speaking of the human family of David, his descendants. And it says, if he commit iniquity, I will chasten him with the rod of men and with the stripes of the children of men. But my mercy shall not depart away from him, as I took it from Saul, whom I put away before you. And thine house, or his family, and thy kingdom shall be established forever before thee. Thy throne shall be established for ever. So that throne must be on this earth. It is established on this earth forever. Let's go to another scripture. Let's go to Psalm, the 89th chapter, starting in verse 3. I have made a covenant with my chosen. I have sworn unto David my servant. Thy seed, that's the seed of David, will, will I establish forever and built up thy throne unto all generations. So, the throne must exist today. Here is, we skip along the rest of this chapter, it says here in verse 28 of Psalm the 89th chapter, My mercy will I keep for him forevermore, and my covenant shall stand fast with him, his seed also will I make to endure forever, and his throne as the days of heaven. If his children forsake my law, and will not walk in my judgment, so it's not just speaking, it's not speaking of Christ, but the descendants, the human descendants of David, if they break his law or break God's judgments, it says, then will I visit their transgression with the rod and with the iniquity with stripes. Nevertheless, my loving kindness will I not utterly take from him, nor suffer my faithfulness to fail. My covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that's gone out of my lips. Once I, I have sworn by my holiness that I will not lie unto David, his seed shall endure forever, his throne as the sun before me. Now, question, is the sun out in the sky today? Absolutely. Well then, the throne of David must be on this earth. It shall be established forever, verse 37, as the moon and as a faithful witness in heaven. So there is no question that Jesus Christ of Nazareth is coming to inherit that throne. It's not just a chair, it's an office. It's a position of power that is on this earth with David's seed ruling in that position. It is on this earth and Jesus Christ is coming to inherit that throne. Now let's go to one more scripture in Jeremiah, the 33rd chapter, and we'll just give you this one more scripture to establish that this throne is to be on this earth today. It says here 
in verse 17 of Jeremiah the 33rd chapter, for thus says the eternal, David shall never lack a man to sit upon the throne of the house of Israel. So here now we see the location of where this throne is. And then it says in verse 20, thus says the eternal, if you can break my covenant of the day and my covenant of the night, that there should not be night or day in their season, then may also my covenant be broken with my servant David, that he should not have a son to reign upon his throne. So there you have it. It is simple. If you can break the day and nights coming in their seasons, well then you can break that covenant. Obviously God is saying here that it is impossible to break those uh, covenants of day and night coming in their season. So it's impossible to break that covenant that God made with David. And it says, As the host of heaven cannot be numbered, neither the sand of the sea measured, so will I multiply the seed of David my servant. So it's talking here about multiple seeds unto all generations. The family of David was to sit on that throne, and many successive rulers were to sit on that throne. Verse 25, Thus says the Eternal, If my covenant be not with day and night, and if I have not appointed the ordinance of heaven and earth, then will I cast away the seed of Jacob and my and David my servant, so that I will not take any of his seed to be rulers over the seed of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. For I will cause their captivity to return and have mercy on them, or I will return their fortunes. Because this is the time of Jeremiah when that throne is being rooted out and pulled down. But God says, I will return their fortunes and have mercy on them. So here we see the throne of David to be established on this earth forever unto all generations. The seed of David was to multiply and be like the sand of the sea. And it says they will be rulers over the seed of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the house of of Israel. So this is where we'll find the throne of David among the house of Israel. Where is the house of Israel today? Of course, we know that the Assyrians took the house of Israel away in 721 BC with many successive waves of invasions. And they went up and they settled between the Black and the Caspian Sea and never returned. Well, they went up through the Black and the Caspian Sea and they migrated up into Europe and up into Scandinavia and Britain. Well, then, do the British royals and the other royal families in Scandinavia, are these people of the throne of David? Well, we'll get to that question in the second half of this radio broadcast First, we'd like to offer you a free booklet called The Throne of David. All you got to do is log on to our website at BritishIsrael.ca. That's the website. Log on to the website and you can read it online absolutely free of charge. You can download it. You can put it on a CD and burn it and share it with your friends. It's absolutely free of charge, gratis. And we can do that because this ministry is sponsored by the British Israel Church of God. Their tithes and offerings of people who believe in this work, tithe to this work, 
support it so we can turn around and give away our literature absolutely free of charge. So I urge you to get that booklet, The Throne of David. And it will show you that God is true to his promises. When he says that there will never lack a man to sit upon the throne of the house of Israel, the house of David to sit on that throne, God means it. And that throne is here today. Bill Pitsinas is going to tell you how you can obtain that literature. To get your free CD-ROMs, please write to us at British Israel Church of God, 171 West Barbara Avenue, Parump, Nevada, postal code 89060, or log on to our website at www.britishisrael.ca. All right, Bill, thank you very much, and you can obtain that literature absolutely free of charge, The Throne of David. You can read it on our website or write to that address, and we will send you a free CD absolutely free of charge, and you can read it on your computer. You can print it out and make yourself a hard copy of it. We don't have the budget right now to print out booklets and give them out free of charge, and God willing, he will bless us with uh, finances so we can do that. But right now, we are concentrating on broadcasting the truth of God over the radio airwaves and, God willing, on television soon enough. And we thank everybody out there who has supported this work and continue to support this work so that you can make these broadcasts possible. All right, now, is that throne in Scandinavia, in Britain especially, is that throne the throne of David? You know, most people, when they look at the book of Jeremiah, they don't realize that there is a two-part commission for Jeremiah. In Jeremiah, the first chapter, God says here in verse 10, See, I have set thee this day, set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms, to root out, to pull down, to destroy, to throw down. That's the first part of Jeremiah's commission. But then all of a sudden, people skip the latter part of this verse, to build and to plant. And this is speaking of the throne of David. Jeremiah is to build and to plant. Now, what you read of in this book of Jeremiah is the first part of the commission. But the second part of the commission is left out because Jeremiah didn't stay in Palestine. Jeremiah went into Egypt with companions of his, and those companions are the king's daughters. That's Zedekiah's uh, daughters. They went down into Egypt, and they stayed in Egypt. And at that time, this is where biblical history ends, and secular history comes into play. Notice what God says here to Baruch, the scribe that was with Jeremiah, it says, Thus says the Eternal, the God of Israel, unto thee, O Baruch, and this is Jeremiah the 45th chapter, verse 2, it says, Seek thou, verse 5, thou seekest thou great things for thyself. Seek them not, for behold, I will bring evil upon all flesh, says the Eternal, but thy life will I give unto thee for a prey in all the places where you go. So Baruch was not to stay in Palestine. Baruch was not to stay, not to go to the Babylonian captivity because God 
save Jeremiah. And the Babylonians said that you can go freely wherever you want. And this is in the book of Jeremiah. And Jeremiah, it says, he had the king's daughters. So where did they go? They went into Egypt. What happened in Egypt? Well, there's a strange prophecy in the book of Ezekiel that speaks of the ruler of Israel, the king, Zedekiah. In Ezekiel 21, 25, it says, O thou profane prince of Israel, or king of Israel, whose day is come when iniquity shall have an end, thus says the eternal God, remove thy diadem, that's the crown, and take off thy crown, this shall not be the same. Exalt him that is low, and abase him that is high. And that's very interesting, because there were two lines, two royal lines, the Zerah-Judah line, and then the Pharez line, and the breach was to be healed. And the Zerah line, though royal, was low, but the Pharez line was exalted in the earth because of David, but now God says, abase him that is high, exalt him that is low. That's the Zerah-Judah line. And that breach was to be healed. So there was to be a marriage along after many generations of those two lines, and they were to be put together. And this is, this is all documented in our booklet, The Throne of David in Prophecy. And then it says, I will overturn, overturn, overturn it, and it shall be no more and in the context, meaning no more overturned, until he who comes, whose right it is, and I will give it to him. That's Christ. It is his right. He is coming to inherit the throne of his father David and to sit on that throne forever. So there is to be an overturn three times of the throne of David. And before we get into that, here's another interesting prophecy. Speaking of, the ministry of Jeremiah, the second part of the ministry of Jeremiah in Isaiah, the 37th chapter, verse 31, it says, a remnant that is escaped of the house of uh, Judah shall again take root downward and bear fruit upward, for out of Jerusalem shall go forth a remnant, and they shall escape out of the Mount of Zion, the zeal of the eternal shall do this and this is jeremiah's commission the second part of jeremiah's commission so the throne was to be overturned and i want to introduce to you one more prophecy in the book of ezekiel the 17th chapter here is a interesting prophecy of the parable of the two eagles in the land of traffic and so on and I won't go through it all because it just takes too much time and I only have, we only have a half-hour broadcast. But it says here in verse 22, Thus says the eternal God, I will also take of the highest branch of the high cedar. The cedar is a symbol of the house of David. And I will set it. And I will crop off from the top, from the top of his young twigs. Now, young twigs is, of course, the symbol of Zedekiah's children. He was the king at the time, the highest cedar, and the young twigs are his children. But then here it gets specific. It says, a tender one. So the young twigs are the sons, 
the tender one, of course, is a female. And God cropped off from the top of his young twigs a tender one and will plant it. So here we see that planting again of the throne of David upon a high mountain and imminent. In the mountain of the height of Israel will I plant it. And it shall bring forth boughs and bear fruit and be a goodly cedar. And under it shall dwell all the fowls of every wing and the shadows of the branches thereof shall they dwell. And is speaking of Gentiles. So here we see a young female and her throne was to be planted at the top of the height of Israel. So here we see a young female planting her throne among the Israelites. This is what the prophecies say. Now, did this happen in history? What happened to Jeremiah? Jeremiah went into Egypt. There, Jeremiah went to the Milesian prince, and the Milesians dwelt in Spain and Ireland, and the Milesians were, their royal house was, were descendants of the house of Judah of the Zerah line. And Jeremiah took the king's daughters with him on that Milesian ship, and they went up into Ireland, and the daughters married the princes of the Milesians, and they, that throne was planted in Ireland with the marriage between Scotia and Harriman, and with Tiatefi and Newell, and they married. And that throne and the breach was healed in Ireland. And that throne was planted in Ireland. And there is that first overturn. Because God said, I will overturn, overturn, overturn it. Three times. And there it stays until he who comes who's right it is. And that is Christ. And of course, he will overturn that throne one more time in Jerusalem, where it shall be planted. And there it will stay, and the whole world will be ruled from that throne. So that first overturn took place in Ireland. The second overturn took place from Ireland to Scotland. And then the third overturn took place between Scotland to England, and there it remains. And it says, it shall be no more overturned till he who comes, whose right it is, and that is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And that throne in Britain today that rules over the seed of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the British people, and the Scandinavian royal families that are related to that British royal throne rule over the Scandinavian peoples, and they, of course, are also of the seed of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the Scandinavians. They are of the Dutch. They are the tribe of Zebulun, Sweden, of Naphtali. And we also have the other tribes in Scandinavia. And uh, we trace all these tribes in our book, The United States and Britain in Prophecy. If you want to take a look at that on our website as well, a booklet absolutely free of charge that identifies all the tribes. And we even have articles on our website that identify many of these tribes in the modern day. And when we look at the British Empire, God says here that every fowl of every wing 
and the shadow of the branches thereof shall they dwell. All Gentile peoples were under the shadow, under the rule of that British throne. When the British Empire was at its uh, height, at its ebb, it dwelt over much of the world, and uh, many Gentile peoples were under the rule of the British crown, India, much of the Middle East, Australia, Canada, New Zealand, South Africa, the Caribbean uh, nations. At one point, the United States of America. So this British throne ruled the entire earth at one point, just like it did in the days of David and Solomon. Solomon had a world empire through the Phoenicians, it was called the Phoenician Empire by the Greeks, but that was really the Israelite Empire that ruled the entire world. And God did it again. And now God says that he is going to chastise the seed of David in the time called the Great Tribulation, and that throne is going to go through a time of trouble, as God says, that I would God says he would chastise them with the rod of men and they will go into captivity and slavery but of course his mercy would not depart from David and that throne will be again overturned from Britain to Jerusalem and Jesus Christ of Nazareth is going to inherit that throne and rule and reign upon the throne of David forever. So what is going to happen to that British royal house in the future, in the time of God calls the Great Tribulation? Here's an interesting prophecy in Isaiah, the 22nd chapter, about end time, Shebna and Eliakim. And Shebna was over the house, and he had a government upon his shoulder. And God says, I will carry thee away, in verse 17, with a mighty captivity, and you will... And and will surely cover thee, and will surely violently turn and toss thee like a ball in a large country. There you shall die, and there the chariots of your glory shall be the shame of thy Lord's house, and I will drive thee from your station, and, and from thy state, and will pull thee down. Just like we read back in the days of Zedekiah, Jeremiah was to pull down that throne, pull thee down. And then it says, and it shall come to pass in that day, that I will call my servant Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah. Now look at the description here of Eliakim. It says, I will clothe him with your robe and strengthen him with thy girdle, and I will commit thy government into his hand. So he is a king, Shebna, and he shall be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and to the house of Judah, and the key of the house of David will I lay upon his shoulder so he shall open, none shall shut, and he shall shut, and none shall open. That is a perfect description of Jesus Christ. Read Revelation, the third chapter and verse 7. Jesus Christ has the key of David. This end-time Eliakim is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. End-time Shebna will be probably Prince Charles. If not Prince Charles, Prince William, whatever happens... It won't be Queen Elizabeth, but the last one to sit on that throne will be in a, involved in a captivity, and he will die in that captivity. And then here we see, what you're reading here is the fourth overturn of that throne from Britain, and that throne 
and the prince being in slavery and captivity, and Christ taking that throne and overturning it into Jerusalem. And I will fasten him as a nail in a sure place, and he shall be for a glorious throne to his father's house. And they shall hang upon him all the glory of his father's house, the offspring and the issue, all the vessels of small quantity, from the vessels of cups, even unto the vessels of flagons. And then it says, In that day, says the Eternal of hosts, shall the nail that is fastened in the sure place be removed. And it's not speaking of Eliakim, it is speaking of Shebna. And cut down and fall, and the burden that was upon it shall be cut off, for the Eternal has spoken it. So Shebna's nail that was fastened in a sure place will be removed. This is the third to the fourth overturn. It is in a sure place right now, that throne, but it's going to be overturned, taken away into a captivity. That end time Shebna, which I believe is Prince Charles, will die in that captivity, and then end time Eliakim, Jesus Christ, is going to take that throne and fasten it in Jerusalem. All right, we're out of time, and uh, I urge you to get that booklet, The Throne of David. Log on to our website, BritishIsrael.ca, and get that throne. This is Peter Salemi saying goodbye, friends, and I'll see you here next time on the Watchman Program. All our literature is offered free of charge. Write to us at British Israel Church of God. 171 West Barbara Avenue, Pahrump, Nevada, postal code 89060. Our website address is www.britishisrael.ca. This is Bill Pizzinas saying, goodbye, friends. <laughs>